0: God states very clearly that faith without works is dead. You have people inside the Senate. You have people that are supposed to be on your side.
1: Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong.
0: They us about everything. The border,
2: the elections. I remember, America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset.
0: Who's got the teaching aid? He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Welcome back to another episode of conservative daily podcast. I'm your host, Joe Altman.
2: And I'm Ash Epp. I got so sick of the uh, the glare in my glasses that I decided to go without them today, but I can't really see. So, heads up, I might be a little slow on, <laughs> on reads. <laughs> um, I want to say a, a quick uh, to Victoria. In the chat, um, his, uh, his girlfriend, her, Victoria's son's girlfriend passed away, and she's asking for prayers. Uh, this is a suicide. Suicide's out of control. Um, my husband's two brothers committed suicide. He has two suicides of his two brothers in his family. It's absolutely horrible, and uh, it's, it's on the rise, suicide, because of the hopelessness that people feel today. So, Victoria, I'm so sorry for your son's loss, and we'll definitely be giving prayers. Oh, so we have a great That's show. Terrible. We have a great show planned today. We have, uh, we have the amazing, trigger. amazing Candace Taylor coming on. Sorry, Joe, I talked over you. Go ahead.
0: No, I, I'm, I'm just looking at a bird that just flew across my <laughs> window. He is, uh, I'm uh, out of town, so obviously I'm not in the studio.
2: <laughs> I heard a bird in the morning. No, so, are not. you at a
0: bird sanctuary?
2: What's happening right now? No, oh. I'm not there. I'm not there yeah, that sounds sounds like a dream but we are talking about election fraud in Georgia today I wanted to get to a few headlines first before we jump into um, jump into the show and and bring in our guest what uh, this I sub- I read this headline tomorrow a1 please mr. producer I read this headline uh, this morning and um, laughed probably a little too loud and too hard. Democrats are waking up to Biden's age issue, uh, strategists say, <laughs> as if this is some sort of surprise. The uh, the crumbling old dude is old. Pull up A2. Uh, you can see here, Democrats quote, Democrats need bold, fresh, bold leadership for the 2024 presidential race. That can't be Biden, lawyer and DNC member Sheila Huggins told the New York Times. Quote, I need an equivalent of Ron DeSantis, a Democrat, but not a 70 or 80 year old. A younger person, Uh, Alex Wyshevnik told the New York Times, someone who knows what worked for you in the 1980s is not going to work for you in 2022 and 2024. DeSantis, the Republican governor, is 43 years old. So um, Biden has you can pull it down. Biden has uh, announced that he's considering running for. For re-election, and Democrats are super unthrilled about that. Um, I can't imagine why, Joe. You?
0: No, not at all. But I, but I think that they're talking about they're talking past all the problems that the that the country is having right now. Another thing that we probably should talk about is that the stock market right now, uh, holistically for uh, non-blue chip stocks, is down nearly fourteen um, percent. Obviously, the stock market adversely affected by the Fed raising rates again. Uh, and the fear of that raising rates again. So we're we are a, in a place right now that is um, being purposely manufactured for the, the demise and destruction of, of uh, our country. And I, I think, I think if we, 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 ha- we have to start talking and saying the quiet part out loud that everything they've done up, done up to this point is to destroy our country. We've been talking about this thing called the lesser magistrates and putting a stop to what's happening with this uh, illegitimate and, and the, the government henchmen so I just want to reiterate this for everyone listening. There's only 7,400 uh, elected officials across the United states. There's only 38,000 magistrates. We are ruled over by less than 50,000 people, um, and uh, and they're uh, basically their henchmen. And so we really do have to get to a place where we push on uh, and create the mores of our society from doing what they're doing this is systematic destruction of everything that this country stands for. And if you know another thing that, that happened going into 2008, 2009, under the Obama regime, uh, they did the same thing then. Remember, you didn't build it, right? Somebody mm-hmm. else must have built it for right. you. I mean, this is what the Democrats do. And so we, uh, stealing elections is really where it starts. You know, stealing elections in selects, not elects these, um, these politicians. And this is what they've done. They literally have bought and paid for politicians on both sides of the aisle. You see that with the gun control, you can see that when we bring Candace on uh, as well. So let's yeah, just go ahead and bring her on. Let's yeah, bring it's Candace a uniparty party cartel for sure. Georgia.
2: Let's bring on Dr. Candace Taylor. Candace, welcome to the show. Hi y'all, it's so good to see you. It's great to see you. Um, good to see you. Yeah, you know Candace, there's so much going on down in Georgia, and uh, I wanted I wanted to talk. Oh, this I want to talk about all of it, but I want you to take people back to the primary on May 24th, and uh, you know, going into the primary, you were pretty optimistic, and then I think when we saw the results on election night, I know for me the the it was there's no way Brian Kemp, Brian Kemp is that popular with the people of Georgia. I'm from Marietta, Georgia. There's absolutely no way. Um, but take us take us back to to May. 24th and and what happened
1: i don't know you know maybe i've them on by calling on beta males maybe they got so mad they were like no she's not coming up here because she has talked to us so ugly i don't know you know it really did shock me I- i'm going to be real because i thought they're going to be scared to cheat that big mm-hmm. you know maybe they'll cheat but not that big and i just Something wasn't right. The numbers kept going down even more than 2020, because I ran for U.S. Senate in 2020, and I did watch my numbers go up and down. We were losing significant votes, and we have it all screen recorded, and we saw it, you know, 10,000 votes, 20,000 votes, and it would go up and go down, and it was crazy. At one point, Brian Kent was at 750,000 and went down to 450,000. Nuts. And once we had the data analyzed, after that night, we saw a trend, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but the night of the election, it just didn't feel right. And I knew we had way more votes than what it was showing. I mean, I knew, there, there's no doubt in my mind, I knew what kind of crowds we'd drawn. You know, speaking about Brian Kent being booed off every single stage when he would go speak, he couldn't draw a crowd. We had, it was supposed to be Joe, Joe ended up getting snowed in, but, you know, Mike Lindell came and Stu Peters came down to Georgia and we had around 500 to 1,000 people show up at an event on Sunday before the Tuesday primary. The next day Brian Kent had Mike Pence fly in and mm-hmm. had a hundred people and a third of them were paid staffers. And so you just, and that was in Atlanta. We had our event like in the middle of nowhere, right? Sue so was good. I mean, Joe was going to have to have be picked up and driven like an hour and a half to get there. So it was just the momentum and the energy and the people wanting someone to represent them that was like them, it was tremendous. And I was on the phone a while ago with a political consultant, but I've heard this for two years. How much money did you spend per voter? How, much, how many advertisements did you do? What you do? What you do? You can't look at any of those numbers because we don't know how many votes we received. There's no way to look and say, well, she only raised half a million dollars, so she didn't have the money to compete. It's like my husband said, as he was listening, he said, well, if the money mattered, then why do they have to cheat? Yep. Because they have $20 million, $40 million. Well, why, are you, why are you cheating?
0: Well, I think that this is, I mean, this, this becomes the, the, the problem with, with everything is, is that they say, well, they, they say they didn't cheat. And I'm thinking to myself, are they ever gonna come forward and say, I didn't cheat? Right. Are they ever gonna come forward and tell the truth? The reality of it is they're not. But statistics, you cannot actually ignore the math. You can't ignore the fact that these machines were used to defraud the American voter and that they've been selecting politicians, not electing politicians, and freezing, by the way, this conversation out from the larger mainstream media um, and tech companies. So why would you have to do that? Why would you not have the conversation? Why would you keep people away from the ballots? Um, Candace, your numbers don't make sense. And maybe we should tell the listeners about that. They don't make sense. I mean, how many well, first how many all, volunteers did you have? How many votes are they saying you got? I mean, let's let's start there.
1: Yeah, let's start with my database, and this was people going to my website, signing up for a newsletter, signing up for um, to be a volunteer, make po- make calls, do door knocking, all of those things, signing up for emails, and this was ninety five percent of these people were from Georgia. So we had sixty thousand people in a database. Sixty thousand—that's people that intentionally went there. So you know, our voting base is way bigger than that. Mm-hmm. And we had forty-one thousand votes on the books that we received. Make it make sense?
2: You can't. Oh, Joey, lost your sound. I think.
0: There yeah. You go. No. Sorry. Oh, there make we go. Sense. Yeah. I, I think we have to. I think we have to look at not just statistics, but you start looking at the anomalies. And I, I know you're probably aware of what happened with voter GA and, uh, and, uh, the information that Garland was able to, uh, uncover. And they just did an audit of one county commissioner's office or race and found discrepancies that out to the front runner in the race. Try to make sense of that for me.
1: Well, there, it, there's no sense. I mean, you can't, they won't let you count the paper, you know, For me, my mama, she was supervisor at a nuclear power plant and she was over document control. And so when you control documents, you have a nuclear power plant, it's very meticulous. And she cannot fathom why every county in Georgia, 159 counties, some of them are very small, why you would not count the paper and verify by the tabulator tape that's coming out of the machine. That in itself would give voters and yourself confidence That votes were not switched because you would know, no, I saw the paper printout, the people voted, and I saw the tabulator tape, and I know that it matches, and we're good to go in this county. But they will not count the paper. They refuse to do it. Why? Why?
2: Yeah, no, it's a great question, and what we saw, we, I think we know why, right? Because we saw the the Democrat commissioner race in DeKalb County, and we saw what happened in terms of, you know, twenty-eight a margin of 2,800 votes, and then they found thirty-nine hundred more votes for Michelle Long Spears, and it swip, switched the race, the hand count and the machine count didn't match, right? And that's why I think that they don't wanna don't wanna count. Uh Candace, have you heard anything additional about that decab race? They seemed in a real big hurry to to certify the amended results on that one.
1: You know, we've we've all written letters and we pushed back and said, Okay, you did this for the Democrats. It's a Democrat red county, Democrat judge, Democrat race. Well now the Republicans wanna count our race too. We wanna to see our numbers and they've totally ignored it. We've all sent letters and we've all you know, made those requests and petitions and they're totally ignoring that, which is not surprising, but we did follow up because we know we have issues in the cab that we've already seen that. Let's go ahead and let's count the paper
2: right and the issues in Decab, they said a a configuration of the machines issue this is probably something better for joe to comment on than me but you know i mean this is the safest and most secure way to hold an election right i mean these are these are these are the gold standard systems and processes that they want us to keep using and the Decab county thing is interesting because like you said it was democrats that actually got that in the news right it's because it was a democrat race it was democrat county commissioner race and so the the glitch or, you know, error, uh, whatever, um, occurred and they were able to resolve it because it dealt with a Democrat primary. But like you said, there's a lot of questions and, um, and pushback on the Republican primaries as well. And. The, the people are being, are being ignored on that. But I don't see how you can have what happened, and, Joe, maybe this is, uh, you know, a question more for you, but um, how we can have what happened in DeKalb County with the machines being a configuration error on machines, right, and say, well, we're, we're certain that that didn't happen anywhere else, and we're certain that there's no other issues in any of the rest of Georgia elections. Joe, from a technology standpoint, is that a reasonable conclusion to draw?
0: No, no. I mean, look. Here's the problem. What is the job of the election tabulation machines? What's the job? Counting. It's to count votes. That, that's it. I mean, not and, a surprise. And there's calculators, by right. the way. Right. How did but, they go down? That's no. what
2: they've never answered for us. How votes are going up and down on election day when they're just supposed to be counting? Sorry. Go ahead,
0: Joe. Well, I think I think we have to look at the the, the reality of the machines. The machines are designed to do one thing. That's count votes. And when they can't count votes right, that's when we have to look at the machines and say, this is not the best way to secure the integrity of an election and the voice of the American people. And they feel like we're stupid. I mean, they act like we're stupid. I mean, everything that they're doing. I mean, it's not just the election. The election is the problem. It is fundamentally the thing that has taken away our ability across the country to, to, to have people represent us. I mean, they think that they're their daddy. And, and Candace, you said it. We've written letters and they haven't done anything about it. I think the time for running, let, writing letters is over. I think the people recognize right now that they don't have a voice. That there is no voice. That you're a subject or a slave of whatever they tell you you're allowed to have and whatever you're, you're allowed to think. It's, a scary, it's, it's scary, but, um, you know, I, I want to hear what's next. Like, what, what are you doing? Well, what, 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 what's the next goal for, for all this fraud?
1: Well, I was going to say, Joe. you know, you're talking about it's, it's scary. I, the day after the election on May 25th, I cried. I missed the whole day. And I'm not a crier. I'm not a highly emotional person. But I cried because we're communists. I cried because mm-hmm. I knew what happened in 2020. But surely they know we're watching now. They know we're paying attention. They're not going to do this blatant again. They're not going to do that. And if they had given me 20% or 25%, it would have been more believable. The 3.4%. And when you take the data and you look at the data, which we've had national data teams do that. Y'all know Draza, you know, all those people that work on Mike Lindell and President Trump's teams. And they looked at the data and they've broken it down. I was the control. So they have no clue how many votes I received because all of my votes went to Brian Kemp and I got got 5% of his total. So from the night of the election, when they very first started releasing these early voting numbers at 7 PM, all the way through till the end, you can take Brian Kemp's number and multiply it times one oh five and it's my, it's my total. You can take my graph and you can put it right on top of Brian Kemp's graph. There's three times where it significantly goes down. It goes down, you know, along and along, but there's three significant drops. If you put my graph on top of his, it's the exact same because I got 5% of his votes. It's mathematically impossible. So I have no clue what I actually received. I know that, the vote count is 1.2 million, and it should have been between 600 and 700,000. We've never had a Republican primary in Georgia that had more than 680,000 votes. 1.2 million votes were supposedly cast. I just don't believe that. I don't believe that if you count the paper, you're gonna have that amount.
0: It's not mathematically possible. It's not mathematically possible. And they know it's not mathematically possible, and they're daring us. So Candace, I, I have some questions for you because Um, I I have been talking about this thing called The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates. It's a book by Matthew Chawala. Are you familiar with that book?
1: I've heard of it. I have not read it.
0: Okay, so I'm going to challenge you to read the book. I'm going to challenge you. And here's why. On on June 4th, I was heading down to uh, Houston, I was speaking at an event in Houston, and a friend of mine sent me something and said, hey, listen, Joe, you need to read this book. It screams out, Joe, open. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll read the books. I put it on my book list and I couldn't stop thinking about it. I finally did get to read it. And I've always talked about getting in the gap. And frankly, getting in the gap, everyone was like, Joe, are you calling for violence? I mean, what does getting in the gap mean? And I'll have a, I have to tell you that, that I've had a hard time articulating what the gap is, just get density. I'm like, get density. I didn't even know why I was talking about the gap. But it, it seemed like the thing that i had to talk about and i had to do and i've been talking about it now for the last year and a half well if you read the book in the book it says that the gap is a place that, that stands between the oppressor and the intent. the gap is the place by which you solve the problem and so when you're solving the problem it's called interposition you take an interposition, and you can solve almost every problem using this biblical um, place but we've gone from god's law to man's law with man's law anything's possible it's your truth. You'll see them talking about your truth, not the truth, because when they're talking about your truth, anything goes, right? That, that's why you can see the gender fluidity and the critical race theory and all the things that we know are nonsensical. They're lies. These are lies. These are these are acts of deception against people, not just here but across the globe. And so, we know what the problem is in the elections. We know we can't trust the machines and the mail-in ballot system is is completely compromised and corrupted. And so my my goal is is that I wanted to build a plan that everyone could get involved in, because most Americans feel like they're they're in a fishbowl, right? They're being watched. They're, they're the ones that, that, that have no voice. And so I said that if the problem is the elections are stolen, the problem is being an interposition, and people are like, well, what do we do? What do we do? We keep trying to go to our magistrates and our elected officials. There's only 7,400 elected officials, only 38,000 magistrates and judges, and so. We just ignore them when it's compromised to the level that it's compromised now. And we saw that during the election. We see that with the border. We see that in, in many of the things that are happening across our country, that we have a legation to step in the middle. And so we take that interposition, and we can do it to protect our children. Same thing we said for kids at schools, you know, they wanted to take law abiding citizens. Right. So what the reality of is the madmen are the people that are trying to come in and do harm to our children and the victim. So the interposition there is to have someone with a gun. It's simple. They want to take that away they want to punish the american people and i think it's time we stop letting them punish us so i built a plan and that plan is is that people across the country can rise up and become the lesser magistrates they could be the ones and say hey look if you won't do your job we'll do your job for you Mm -hmm. and step in the middle and say we're not doing this we're not having the machines we're not having you select people to rule over uh you know in a communist society it's not going to happen so i don't know what you think of of that, but I'm going to go across the country. 100 days over, uh, 100 100 days in 100 places, 100 cities. Get uh, 10 groups, two by two, that go in, and they pitch this plan. So so far, I haven't gotten any resistance, and people are like, "I'm in. I'm enrolled in that plan." But uh, and by the way, it's nonviolent. I want to be really clear, it's nonviolent. You don't have to be violent, but you have to tell the police and those that would show up uh, as we show up 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, 100,000, a million strong. Hey, that you're no you're no longer stealing our election. And we're no longer depending on you to tell us what our elected officials are, who our officials are.
1: Are you coming to Georgia?
0: Oh yeah. I'm coming to Georgia.
1: Okay, well send me the States. date. Send me the date. yeah, um, yeah you know, I'm a we're, fixer we're going to be by in nature. 10 cities in Georgia. Good. I'll come. Um I I'm a fixer by nature, that's why I have a counselor. I want to fix problems. I don't care about being a political figure I don't care about politics if I did I would have taken a cash out and got out of the race I don't care about that I care about the people I want to be free and I care most of all about Jesus and so probably the reason why you're feeling this burning in you you're talking about the gap is because the Holy Spirit wants you to do something in the gap that's what I would venture to say but I do want to read that book I think that that's a Phenomenal idea, we have to find solutions. I'm so sick of programs that just want to get on there and just holler and scream and yell and complain, which is what most news programs do. I want answers, I want solutions, I want to be able to fix problems. That's what the people want. As I travel Georgia and I talk to the people in the state, they want to know what to do, they want to be empowered. Like, what do we do, Candace, tell us what to do. They're waiting for direction on what to do. We know there's more of us than there are of them, we know that. And what God's been working in me is this desire to help the church, not Mm. the business of the church, us, the people, we're the church. Help the church find their voice and know where to push back and know what to do, because they don't know what to do. They don't want to offend anybody, but they're over that. They're over that, and they're going into this era of, okay, this is war, maybe not combat where we shoot and kill people yet, praise the Lord, but this is war.
2: an information war and it's a war where we take our government back to the people amen it is for sure and uh, i want to talk a little bit about uh, a little bit more about standing in the gap but um i'm first I'm, i'm really excited to have found this bank Axos bank it opened on independence day in 2000 and they are not a crumbling brick and mortar they're a fully digital bank built on the bedrock of american traditions take a look at their record check rewards checking account where you can earn their highest interest rate and it's a big one listeners can get a 150 fifty dollar bonus if you open by july 31st big rewards from a bank that believes in the freedom to do business without compromising our values amazing right Go to AxosBank.com slash daily for full details. That's A-X-O-S-Bank.com slash D-A-I-L-Y. And for that cash bonus, you only need a $1,500 direct deposit within the first three months of opening your rewards checking account. Axos Bank is federally a federally insured member, FDIC, and they're for us, all of us. AxosBank.com slash daily. Go check them out. Um, so, uh, Joe, I wanted to tell you this this morning, but I didn't uh, I just we were busy doing other things. So yesterday I, I was uh, I visited Sean Smith out in Woodland park and I was driving home. I was listening to the word on uh, on the radio. And this pastor up in Greeley is doing an entire sermon on standing in the gap. And I kid you not, he's using the words "standing in the gap," and he's calling on Ezekiel twenty twenty two and uh, tw- Ezekiel twenty two thirty. And I just want to read this real quick because if you ever have a question that God is doing something right, I mean, we're talking about standing in the gap all the time. And then I listen to this. This is a uh, Calvary Chapel up in Greeley, um, so this is this is commentary, but it's going to quote the verse here. Ezekiel 22 summarizes the sins and abuses of the nation. As punishment for Israel's sins, God says he will disperse them among the nations. He says in verses 30 through 31, quote, I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so that I will not destroy it. But I found no one, so I will pour out my wrath on them and consume them with my fiery anger, bringing down on their own heads all that they have done, declares the sovereign Lord. The gap here represents the danger facing Jerusalem God's wrath is about to break through in judgment on the sinful city was there no one who would in righteousness intercede on behalf of the city and seek God's mercy God searched for such a defender but he could find none so that is what i listened to on my way home yesterday which is just like i mean it god is so good i love it when he when he does that and he's just like yeah no you're on you're on the right track this is what i want this is what i want you focused on but yeah i, I was i was really i was really kind of surprised to find that actually stand in the gap is actually a biblical concept. Joe, were you aware of that? I wasn't aware of that.
0: I am, I'm very aware. And th- I think that's the thing that Jesus did. Jesus stood in the gap. Right. And Candace, you were in interposition. You stood in the gap. You you stood in the gap for the people of Georgia. And I, I want you to know that. I mean, it, taking a place of interposition where you're the, you wanna step in the middle and say, listen, I'm gonna protect the people of, of Georgia. Um, that takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of tenacity um and it takes a lot of stamina because those people were going to do everything they can to try and silence you which they have um but yeah i mean standing don't in the gap is, is very biblical <sighs> yeah
1: I, you can talk no. about all Listen, the, the, the elites you can talk about the elites you can talk about all of them and i can get mad but you talk about the people and i'm going to cry because yeah. i told you i don't want to be communist I, I want to be free i want my kids free and my future grandkids free and you're talking about a while ago when we first got on here about the suicide. My dissertation was on suicide. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching the suicide rates go up and contagion break out. And we're also seeing this narrative of transgenderism being pushed on our children and all the things that are going that are totally dysfunctional and just creating all these mental health problems in our, in our, in our people. And mm-hmm. it's not okay. And somebody has to stand up and say, no, it's not okay. And if we don't and we stay silent, it perpetuates this lie. Like you said, it's say their truth is a perception. So we all have a perception of truth. That's not your truth. That's your perception. The truth is the truth. God, Jesus is the truth. He's the way, the truth, and the life. So he's the truth. That's not my truth. That is his truth. It's infinite. So anything outside of that is perception.
2: That's that's absolutely right. So you know, Georgia's been in the spotlight since November third. Um, I remember Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell memorably <laughs> said in December of twenty twenty that quote Georgia is probably going to be the first state I'm going to blow up, and Mr. Kemp and the Secretary of State need to go with it. End quote. Now Sydney Powell has been uh, you know relentlessly smeared by the press. She's been. Um, uh, attacked and and you know they've they've really tried to destroy her life, but a lot of what she said has proven out to be true, right? What what she said uh, you know back in the day about Seidel and Germany and all of these things have proven out to be true. And so what I'm wondering is what do we what do we know? Uh, you know what 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 new do we know? So we've had you know we had the November 3rd election, they stole in Georgia. We had the runoff election, they stole in Georgia. Now we see this midterm primary, and there's all sorts of malfeasance and and, and issues with that. Each one of these has to be giving us new information and new evidence. So what new things do we know, Candace, that's going to help us win this fight in Georgia going forward?
1: Well, you know, I'm a fixer. I was just saying that while ago when Joe was talking about setting the gap. And so what for me is I took two weeks and prayed and said, okay, God, what do you want me to do? Do we just leave this alone? Like, what do we do? And, and how do we do it? And basically, I've talked to the attorneys. I talked to Mike Lindell's attorney. I talked to one of the attorneys that filed lawsuits for, for President Trump in Atlanta, We went back and forth and we can file a lawsuit. They're all getting kicked out of court. They're not working. What do we do? Well, my percentage is so low in Georgia compared to the support that we had that we decided to do affidavits for every voter, which seems like an impossible task. And if you've ever done an affidavit, which I've done on my whole career as a school counselor, then you know it takes some time, you type it, you have to complete it, get it notarized, and then get it submitted. And so there's some steps there, especially when people don't have printers at their house or they don't even have a computer anymore, they all have smartphones. And so it's a little task getting, you know, the affidavits in their hand to complete, get them notarized, get them resubmitted back. But that being said, we already have thousands back. We've only been doing this for five days. So what the affidavit will do is it will say, it says, I voted for Candace Taylor. If you did, only if you voted for me, because you're swearing and you're saying, I voted for Candace Taylor in the Georgia primary. And you're saying how you voted, was it early? Was it on election day or was it absentee? And then you're getting that notarized. And that's a legal document. That can go to the Supreme Court. That's as good as your vote. And so we have 159 counties in Georgia. We have some counties where I received two votes, four votes, six votes. So those small counties like that with the small numbers, I already have more affidavits than votes in some of those counties. Now, that's impossible, right? How would I have more votes than affidavits than votes in a county? So we're going to start targeting each county in Georgia that way. And if we have to file lawsuits at that point and we have to take it to the Supreme Court, that's what we're going to do. But the affidavit is full proof that they actually voted for me. And it's black and white. And they're going to regret only giving me 3.4% because I'm going to be able to show that we had more than 41,000 votes pretty quickly.
2: And why do you think that they. All right, so let's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Joe.
0: No, go ahead. Ask your, your question.
2: Why do you think that they I went with only three, three to four percent of the vote? Do you think they? I mean, I remember in um, when Draza talked about Florida on November third, she talked about how it was supposed to be a slap in the face to President Trump that that Florida was supposed to go, and then they couldn't overcome the margins there, right? Do you think? I mean, I my hypothesis, obviously, from the tenor of the question, is you know that that they're trying to trying to smack not just you because it's what you represent right I mean I'm, I'm on record saying elections are not about the candidates elections are about the will of the people right and so if you're if you're slapping somebody with a, a fraudulent election you're doing something to make a statement you're making that statement against the people not against Candace Taylor not against President Trump you're uh you're slapping the, the American people the people of Georgia in this instance uh across the face but what's your what's your gut tell you why you know but we know, we know that there's no way that you only got 3 to 4% of the vote. You know, we've seen your crowds, right? <laughs> but uh, what do, what do yeah. you think is going on there?
1: It, it was totally a slap in the face to the people of Georgia. It was a it was a, it was to show them, your grassroots, don't even try this. Candace Taylor had tens of thousands of volunteers. She went to all the counties, multiple, some of them 10, 20 times. She worked her full self to death, took a leave of absence from work, got, did not get paid worked so hard beyond humanly possible, more than what anybody's ever done in the state of Georgia, probably ever, period, about killed myself, and I got 3.4% of the vote. So why would you ever, 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 ever run for office? Again, if you're grassroots, you wouldn't. And so it was done blatantly to show people, do not run, you do not have a chance, you leave it to us, we got this handled, this is our government, we're running the show, you sit your butt down and be a good little boy, a good little girl, keep your mouth shut, because this is our government, which is a lie. We're a bottom up government. Yeah. Well, bottom up, people run the show.
0: Yeah, yeah. so I, w- I wanna say something to you. Um, th- this is what you do when you try to d- push in discouragement, right? This is what you do. You lie, you cheat, you steal, you sue, you do use lawfare. Nice. And and frankly, the American people right now, they're waking up to a different type of, of problem. Look, uh, while I'm sitting here on the phone with you right now, the 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 the, the market, the mark, the market itself for people buying homes is down nearly 38. percent Somebody just put the brakes on the emergency brake because they decided that they were going to slow down or squelch inflation. Well, the problem with that is, is that it's a supply issue. Anybody that knows anything about economics knows that the you're not going to be able to stop and you're not going to be able to stop the things that are happening right now if you're actually controlling and manufacturing the crisis based on uh, production standards. And so we, we, the American people, I think, are, are waking up to the idea. They're, they're, even Bill Maher, Bill Maher, look at what he's doing. <laughs> it's hard to look at a guy that is so liberal, so progressive, who's waking up and going, hey, look, this is not the America that I signed up for, and you people are absolutely nuts. And he's literally said just that.
2: Yeah, well,
1: I think, I think, I think yeah. more and more of them are waking up. I mean, I really do. You, you see Democrats all the time that they've, they've identified with this, but they're realizing that capitalism is how they make money and they want to destroy capitalism in every single fashion. You know, health care, we've watched Obamacare come, and even now they still try to perpetuate this narrative. That's what Stacey Abrams, her whole campaign is Medicaid for everybody. It's, mm-hmm. it's totally getting rid of capitalism in our society in Georgia. It's not going to work. It's gonna make our healthcare terrible. And anytime we have a capitalistic area, I, I feel like education should be capitalistic because when you put capitalism in something, it just, it grows and it, and it flourishes and you're able to make money and you're able to weed out the, the trash from the diamonds.
2: Right, and I, you know, I think when you said um, a slap in the face to people, it's not just a slap in the face to people; it's a slap in the face to the people, right? And you're absolutely right. I think it's don't don't even try it, Candace, She did, you know, she gave it a she gave it a good old college try, and she did great. And she had, you know, she was real popular. But you're just little people, and you just need to get back in your spot, and you need to sit down, and you let need to let us handle this. And um, it really feels like to me, it feels like that's what. We're being told not just in Georgia. Georgia is probably one of the most egregious examples of it, but we're being told that all over the nation that you know you 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 guys just don't understand, right? Where with globalism it's 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 definitely the answer, and it's bigger. And forget about the fact that it's completely failed, and we're now at the point of needing a, a great reset. But but we get another swing at bat, and we get another bite at the apple, and we're going to be the ones to bring about the great reset. What universe are we living in where where people? Have have consistently done everything wrong right consistently gotten it all wrong or have now and now they get another another swing at it that's certainly what it sounded like in davos a couple of weeks ago that that they're you know they're ready to bring on their uh transhumanist agenda and people you know if, if you've got a problem with it you're just a small-minded bigot and you need to get out of the way. But I, I, don't, I don't think the people, and by the people in this sense, I mean the people globally, all of them, right? I mean, we've seen people rising up, populists rise up all over the world. And the people don't want this. We don't want global. Globalism has failed us. But it's being shoved down our throats more and people like Brian Kemp are at the, the tip of the spear for that. I mean, tell, tell, the, tell the audience a little bit about what the landscape of China looks like in the state of Georgia because of Brian Kemp.
1: Well, we have a Confucius Institute and six of our University of Georgia systems. That's a Trojan horse for the for the um, Communist Party, for the CCP, mm-hmm. and in some states it's, it's outlawed, and in countries, some countries it's banned. But we welcomed it in Georgia in 2019, the year after he won the election against Stacey Abrams for his first term. Then we have, you know, CCP influence everywhere. He met with the Consulate of China four times before they signed the Dominion deal. I asked him on the debate, say, to renounce the CCP. He refused blatantly to do so. We have a new Rivian lithium battery plant being pushed on the people in Northwood, East Georgia. They don't want it. It's funded $2 billion by Soros money. We have solar panel farms being pushed all over the state of Georgia, that Chinese made. I mean, we can go on and on. And where are the people of Georgia being protected? We're an agriculture state. It's, it's $80 billion a year in revenue in agriculture, but then we're giving all this land up for a CCP agenda. It's, it's a problem. It's a huge problem in Georgia and nobody's talking about it. Nobody can talk about it, because when you talk about it, you get 3.4% of the vote. Mm.
2: Yeah, oh, I, sorry. So, I just, so, yeah. Yeah.
0: I want to, I want to ask you a question.
2: Oh. I think we have a little bit I wanna of ask you a
0: question, Candace related to, to what's happening with uh, the other candidates. I mean, are there other candidates that you're talking to in Georgia that feel the same way? I mean, I assume that there are other American first candidates that have stood up for uh, the citizens, but, but tell me what that landscape looks like and whether or not you're having conversations with other candidates that feel like they've been uh, cheated in this selection process.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. Even, you know, Democrat candidates as well. So we have some Democrat statewide candidates who have linked darns with the Republicans. Can you believe it? And we're together organizing and we're processing through this, how, what we file, what we do, what's our strategy, because they know their election was stolen as well. When they saw what happened in DeKalb, they started digging into their numbers and they're very upset. And these are Democrat candidates. But then the Republican candidates, most of them have conceded. You know, I've spoken to several of the statewide winners and they know it was stolen but they don't want to have the negative stigma and i won't i won't say their name here because i do love them but they don't want the negative stigma that comes with standing up for a election fraud and, and everything that president trump's been drug through the mud on now for a year and a half and look like you're a conspiracy theorist and talked about like a dog i mean my social media i'm blocking people every day that are on there cussing me out talking to me terrible talking to my followers and supporters terrible because they are pushing and shoving this narrative. And it's completely insane for people to think that we can just now get behind Brian Kemp to ensure we don't have Stacey Abrams. If it's a selection, like Joe was talking about, and I've been saying this for weeks, if it's a selection and not an election, then it'll be whoever the establishment chooses. It'll be Kemp or Abrams. She dropped her lawsuit. So is it gonna be her or is he gonna give her the sixteen electoral votes for president in two years? I don't know. That's what the Democrats are saying. They are wondering. Is she gonna be governor or are we giving her the electors to be to be president? We don't know. But I know this we cannot win the White House without Georgia. Bottom line. We have to have Georgia and we have to have our elections secure and legal, or we'll never win the White House again. That
0: leads me that leads me down the path. Um, the mail-in ballot system. Like we saw 2,000 mules. We know that we have a problem with mules. We also know we have a problem in the machines. And so I've stated very clearly that the American people's voice need to be heard. And so in, 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 in working the problem, don't you think it's time that we take a stand collectively and say, all right, if you won't remove the machines, 7,400 people, and if you won't remove the machines or here on the merits, not not technicalities or not on standing, but on the merits, won't hear the election fraud evidence, then we're just going to go in and take the machines out ourselves, and we will we will dictate as a community that we're going to do everything on paper ballots. We're going to count those ballots. We're going to let Republicans and Democrats and Independents all stand there collectively together and say, you know, no more machines and no more mail-in ballots. So if you want to count mail-in ballots in a special place, we're going to make sure that those special place doesn't doesn't use those ballots i mean don't don't you think it's time for us as americans to to take a, a very bold stand on this on this account
1: yeah and they're ready we had several groups in georgia that went even before the primaries and demanded in their county not to use the, the machines and to do paper and there was no option from that the secretary of state shut that down quickly but we had you know several counties that went through the process electric election boards that were willing and it got shut down the people wanted that they tried to push for that and it didn't happen so we're going to have to take other steps and i don't know what that's going to look like but in georgia the secretary of state has a bunch of power a lot lot of power and you know that you know that joe i
0: i I know what that looks like i know what the plan is and it's biblical and that's why i've challenged you and others to read the doctrine of the lesser magistrates Um, this book is a blueprint for returning biblical god's law Um, to our society, and getting rid of the things that we're dealing with collectively as a society. And and it's hard to ignore the decay that our that our our country is going through right now, and not point it towards the Democrats and the evil that they represent. They literally are Satanists. I mean, I, I think we've mischaracterized them as, as communists, I think we've mischaracterized them as good people who don't share the same uh, ideological values. They're not good people. (laughs) <laughs> I want to be really clear that people that follow uh, this, this uh, very, very uh, extreme group of people, they're not good people. You can't, you can't convince me that they're good people. And I think that we have to start standing in the gap collectively as citizens. And frankly, I, I'll use the saying that, that somebody said to me, they can't take all of us. They can't get all of us. And so we have to, as communities, come up with solutions. And I'm not going to tell you what this, and the great part about this plan is I don't want to tell you what the solution is. I just want to tell you that there is a solution and the people's voice can be heard. Just go in and say the machines are not going to be used. And they're like, okay, well, they said we can't use it. So I guess we're going to go home. There is no going home. Mm -hmm. We're we're facing the same thing that we faced back with uh, uh, England when they told us, you will do what we tell you to do. And by the way, we're going to take more than half of what you earn. That's the same thing we're facing today.
2: It is. And, And Dr. Taylor. Oh. Dr. Taylor, I want to hear your answer to that, but first, um, are you tired of feeling like someone is watching you always on the internet? Maybe advertisers know a bit too much about you or you're concerned about your privacy or your identity. Using incognito mode won't solve the problem either. IPVanish VPN is here to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computer computers, tablets, phones, even your devices like Fire Stick when you're in streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all of your data is encrypted. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like ju- that's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to IPVanish.com daily and use promo code daily to claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash daily. All right, Dr. Taylor, sorry about that. Go ahead.
1: No, you're good. Yeah, the common law, you know, that is, that's how our society was created. That's what it it was based on the Bible was based on the biblical common law and the maxims of law. When you read them, you understand it's all foundation on God Almighty. It says Almighty God in the preamble of our Georgia Constitution. And they spin this narrative of separation of church and state, which is a lie. You know, the business of the church, the church is a business monetarily, can't control government, but we are the church. The people are the church and there's no way to separate the two. And I agree with Joe and what he said about the communists and the Democrat party, we have communism in the Republican party. Hence why I cried the day after the election, because I know that we are being ran by communists and it, it just devastated me that how is my state, I, I was born in Georgia, I've lived in Georgia all of my life. I love Georgia. And for me to have the realization that we don't have fair and legal elections, not even close, is devastating. It def- it definitely
2: is. It so, definitely it definitely is. Go ahead, Joe.
0: No, no, I was just gonna, you know, ask you if uh, you'd be one of the people that's willing to look at the plan and and uh, travel across the country. We've got a lot of people that. Um, that have been working on this. And, you know, we thought we'd only have 20 people that could go articulate the plan in those 100 cities. And I, I want to tell you, it's 100 cities for each two by two group. So two people have to go in to a particular area. We have people that are calling. I, I'll tell you, I, I held an FEC meeting with 60 people and I asked them, I, I, I wrote out the plan for them and asked them who would enroll in the plan and all 60 raised their hands, all 60. Not one didn't raise their hand. so so the plan is is you know as we're starting to mature it through this process but i just am wondering if you'd want to talk to the american people about you know taking your country back biblically and pushing back in god's law and god back into our society
1: absolutely i've been actually i was going on with a prayer intercessor of mine when i get off this call to talk about this very thing, what God's been working inside of me, of going—I feel like this urgency to get into churches and then be empowered. I told y'all that earlier. I feel this in me that we have to do this. We have to engage the churches. There's way more of us than there are of everybody else. And I was in the Bible Belt. You know, we do love Jesus, guns, and babies. That's why that was my slogan. That's why it works. That's who we are as people in Georgia. And they just want to know what to do. So, yeah, I'd love to hear more about it. You have to call me and, and kind of go through it. And I'll. I'll download that book and read
0: it on my way to Pigeon Forge this afternoon. Awesome! It's a and you can get it on Audible if you're driving too. It's three and a half hours long, um, and you, right when you start the start it, you're going to go, "Wow!" I mean, this this is this is really a blueprint. I mean, it's and and here's the other thing, Matthew Chawala, he wrote that in 2013, so it's prophetic, as prophetic as Dr. Martin Luther King and. 1963 in a Birmingham, Alabama jail, when he said that the church either gains back its courage and, and dictates the mores of society will be relegated to a social club um, that disgusts this youth. And I think that's where we're at today, is that youth are disgusted by what the church has become. And the church has an opportunity to stand up and and be a part of this revival, they just need to uh, find the courage and push out all the perversions that they've allowed to occur within the church.
1: You know, Joe. One more thing. This is a totally different subject—the um, politics—but it goes right along with what you're saying. My husband does music, and he's had this thing stirring in him for a week. And I actually shut him down the other day about it. I said I don't even want to hear about that. But but then yesterday I was kind of listening. I said, Well, I probably shouldn't have shut him down because he hears from God better than I do. But he was just saying, you know, electronically, and he has his degrees in sound design. But he was talking about worship and how worship is shifting, and he feels that we're shifting to the Zoomers, to the younger generation and how they dance and they do things and worship. And he said, it's gonna sound different. It's gonna look different. It's not gonna be with a full band. It's gonna be very fiery and it's gonna be passionate. And anyway, he was showing me examples yesterday of the different things that he's been researching and just kind of what God's doing in him. And I believe that. I believe that we're gonna have revival break out in America. I feel that, I feel like it's coming. It's gonna come to the church. It's gonna come to this political suppression oppression of our people that we are going to rise up together we're going to link arms together and we're going to take this country back
0: amen well we're out of time but i want to give you the last word and then uh, i want to be able to pray for you uh, and your family so uh, i'm going to just give you the last word and then we'll close out
1: Thank y'all, Joe and Ash, for having me. Y'all are a blessing. You're a blessing to America, and I thank y'all for letting me come. If everyone that voted for me or if you are not in Georgia, but you have family in Georgia that you know voted for Candace Taylor for governor in May, y'all please go to my website, CandaceTaylor.com, and get them to, get, to submit the affidavit. That is so critical. We're going to we're gonna show the votes, and we need to we need to do this our way. This is how we do this as people. We do affidavits, and we show it legally by ourselves. And so y'all please go to CandaceTaylor.com and get that done
2: absolutely thank you so much Candace for being here and um uh for for folks you know go if you voted for Candace go if you have family in Georgia go CandaceTaylor.com get the affidavit get it notarized get it turned in uh this is how it's going to happen this is how we're going to this is how we're going to take it back and Dr. Taylor please have a absolutely wonderful vacation I will thank you so much for being with us
0: So we, we let her go before I could pray oh. for her. That that's Sorry about that. That was my bad. That, uh, we can yeah. bring her back so, real quick, uh, I think. We're, we're, yeah, if she's there. Is she yeah, still here? Oh, there back. we go.
2: Yeah.
1: Sorry about that.
0: Are you still we there? got ahead of myself. Right. So I, I knew, was like, wait, I knew wait were a minute. We did, you weren't supposed to go in here, I was, Candace.
1: I knew you yeah. were going to pray, and I waited because that is important. Most important.
0: <laughs> All right. All right, so let's, I'm gonna go ahead and pray for you. Father God, I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for Candace Taylor. I want to say thank you for her family, her husband, her children. I want to thank you for her commitment. Father, we want to thank thank, thank you for allowing her to have the courage and the stamina to stand up, Father. Father, please, please put a hedge of protection around Candace and her family, around her heart and her mind, Father. Help her to realize that the things that she's, she is doing right now, the fight that she is in, is necessary, and it is the path that you have put her on. And it may be difficult. Father, just give her the strength to, to ha- and the stamina to be able to stay on that path. Help her to have faith but act in that faith, Father. Father, please be on the hearts of those that are in Georgia and uh, help them that they may stand up together. They may realize and recognize that their calling is as as Americans is to preserve what we are as a nation, preserve the soul of our nation, and to be a part of this great revival. Father, help that it may spread across the entire nation, and we may push out all this evil that has permeated our society. Father, we we know that this is a that this is a path less traveled. We just we just thank you for the opportunity to be born at, at a time such as this and to be a part of your plan, Father. Father, we say all these things and and we just we, we just. Thank you, and also just ask you to forgive us, if because we got here because we just fell asleep at the wheel, but we're not asleep any longer. Father, I ask you to to just to just be that supernatural that supernatural support for us that we need, so we can see miracles and we can see your work, Father. I say these things humbly in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh-huh.
1: Thank you, Candice. Love you.
0: Thank you. Zaki. Thanks for being in the fight. All right. Candace Taylor, everyone. She is a fearless fighter and mother, husband, mother, mother wife and, and wife, sorry, not husband. She has a husband. And uh she's just done some great things in in Georgia and she's helped open our eyes across the nation to things that need to be done. So well that's we're out of time, Mash.
2: We are. We are out of time. Uh, great, Can you absolutely see me great at all? show.
0: Can you see me on the screen?
2: I can see you. You, We have a little bit of a delay. So I want to apologize for talking over you repeatedly during the show because there's a little, hopefully we can fix that before tomorrow, but. Yeah, no, that was that was great. And there's just so much going on down in Georgia. There's, you know, as you mentioned, and you had Garland on the show last week talking about Raffensperger's communications, there's grassroots, I was talking to my grassroots team down in Georgia this weekend, there's, there's um, a coming together of grassroots people across parties in Georgia, which, you know, we talked about DeKalb and things that are happening with, with other parties that get more attention than Republicans, because, uh, you know, they're, they're not guilty of wrongthink think yet. Um, but there's a lot Going on, and we're seeing grassroots come together to to you know demand free and fair elections from across different parties from Libertarian Party, Democrat Party, Republican Party in in Georgia. Georgia is the tip of the spear. It is a a, a very important state to watch um, as we see what happens with the the fallout of the May 24th primary and what, what is to come in the uh the, the race that we're supposed to believe is a is a legit governor governor's race, which is Kemp versus Abrams, right? Which in the end, if you choose Kemp or Abrams globalism still wins uh so not a not a not a real choice right i think you know she just off the top of her head rattled on what the ccp has done in georgia and i'm sure that there's a much longer list on that because brian kemp is a puppet of the ccp and now he's you know being teed up again and the the, one of the most unpopular people in the in the entire country and we're supposed to believe that that he won that primary there's no way i'm believing that
0: yeah well, I tell you what, um, it, you're you're absolutely right, and I think that uh, as a as a group, we need to make sure that we maintain hope, faith, and act in that faith. But uh, uh, I'm pretty excited about the future. I'm excited to be born in such a time as this, and I think you should be as well. But uh, that's it. So we're if you want to follow us, so you can follow us on uh, conservative dailycom uh, Rumble D Oh, before I do that, go over to my pillow over to my store and support Mike Lindell. You can save up to 66% with uh, code CD21. We would be remiss if we did not thank Mike and thank the wonderful people over there at Lindell TV who have uh, extended our voice onto their platform as well. So go to MyPillow.com uh, and use code CD21. Okay, so uh, yes, you can go to conservative-daily.com, Rumble Cloud Hub, and now we're also on Brighteon. Um, if you want to listen to us on, oh, smash the roll button on your way out. If you want to listen to us, you can listen to us Monday through, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. Um, also, if you want to listen to us in the audio version, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Go over there, give us a five-star review and, um, share it with someone that needs to hear it. Uh, you can also subscribe to our link. Excuse me. Text Freedom to 89517. You can subscribe to our link and uh, get our newsletter as well. The link is in the description below. Um, so that's it. That's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. we got a lot of really great interviews happening this week. Uh, we have Ryan that is going to be on, right? Is that right? Ryan's going to be on from Michigan. Mr. Producer. I think we're still working on that. He but was yeah. the... Uh, gubernatorial candidate. He's supposed to be on Tuesday. uh, He'll be on tomorrow. Gubernatorial candidate, the FBI rated very popular uh, Republican candidate up in uh, Michigan, and they decided to arrest and break down his door at 930 in the morning uh, on misdemeanor charges. So this is just another one of the cabal doing the evil things that they do. We're going to have him on and we'll have a lot of great guests this week. Until then, I'll see you tonight at four o'clock. Stay tuned and God bless you all.
2: God bless.